the other side of midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morning, everyone. This is the other side of midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. A big news day yesterday in New York. Obviously, by now you've heard the news that President Trump has been arraigned. And you probably have also heard that uh, they're not going to be giving him a mugshot. He did not need mugshot. Well, did you know? that mugshots, which were long thought of as public information, are no longer accessible for the public and the media, not even under a Freedom of Information law request. That mugshot ban was passed into law as part of the 2020 state budget. Again, I question why we use the state budget process as a catch-all for every policy-making idea that any legislator has. So they're not really entirely banned. Law enforcement can release them, but now have to provide a reason for doing so. This uh, could be difficult or this could be easy if they're looking for someone and need the public's help, for instance. What constitutes an emergency reason for releasing a mugshot shot is not yet clear. And uh, I think this is really crummy. I think they ought to go back to considering these public records and making all these mugshots public. For starters, we have seen so many entertaining photos of celebrities getting mugshot. I mean, remember uh, Paris Hilton or Lindsay Lohan or uh, Tom DeLay or uh, the uh, former governor of Texas, Rick Perry, or who can forget Nick Nolte? Who can forget Frank Sinatra? Had these been New York arrests, we probably would never have seen these mugshots. The bottom line is, these people are being investigated and being arrested for a crime in New York. We're paying for that camera, we're paying for that film, and we're paying the salary of the cop that's taking that camera. These mugshots ought to be public. And I'm going to be writing to my state legislators urging them to do just that. I hope you will too. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everybody. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. If there's one good thing about the nursing home disaster that took place on Governor Cuomo's watch, I think it woke a lot of people in this state up to what a dire situation and how lacking in oversight our nursing homes are right now. And AARP New York, a New York group that uh, represents a whole bunch of people over the age of 50, compiled a report and they say that thousands of complaints are filed by residents of nursing homes and residents of long-term care facilities right here in New York, but the state's primary oversight program is completely lacking. So this group pointed to 5,000 complaints. It's a big number of complaints. Some people just like to complain a lot. Others, I'm sure, are legitimately complaining about real problems here. 5,000 complaints between October 1st, 2021 and June 30th, 2022. That grew by 37% between the first three months of that time period and the final three months. So the problem is getting worse. And these are statistics, by the way, that were collected using data by the State Office of the Aging. So with the AARP and other advocates for older New Yorkers, 
members, of which I am one, and residents of nursing homes have been calling for is more funding for the state's nursing home ombudsman program. Right now, as they hammer out the details of this state budget, lawmakers are weighing a $15 million proposal for the program as part of the state budget in order to provide for more people to conduct tours and reviews of nursing homes and other assisted living facilities in New York. Now, I'll be honest with you, I don't know whether this is an appropriate amount of money or not. I'm not eager to start spending more money. I have no idea if it's adequately funded or inadequately funded. I'll tell you what I'd love to see New York's state legislators start doing. Rather than try to parcel out more taxpayer money, I'd love to see them start issuing their own reports on their own nursing homes in their district, similar to what Dick Cody has done in New Jersey. Start going to the nursing homes and the long-term care facilities unannounced and just look around and report on what you see and make recommendations to both the owner of the nursing home and the state legislature about what needs changing. I think these unannounced visits can be very powerful, and I'd love to see at least a few lawmakers try that approach. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Well, this week I was quite critical of something that Mayor Eric Adams is doing to save money, and that is take away Medicare from New York City's retirees. I don't think that's right, as I've explained before, because New York's retirees took this job with the expectation that they would have certain health care benefits in retirement. I don't think it's right to just pull the rug out from under them. But this week, Mayor Adams is doing something on the fiscal front that I think is very wise, and I'm wishing him the best of luck. He has a latest round of citywide budget cuts in a memo to city agencies that he announced yesterday. It was first reported by the New York Daily News. It is already drawing quick pushback, including from city council leaders who just a day earlier presented a much rosier view of the city's finances. No surprise there. You take any legislature in the world, they'll not only spend every dime the city has now or the state or whatever kind of legislature legislature we're talking about, but the unearned dimes of your grandchildren. So Adams, I think, did the right thing here in issuing a very fiscally austere budget. He cited the costs of managing the asylum seeker crisis and labor contract obligations, among other economic risks. All city agencies, every single one, have now been instructed to find 4% in savings for the upcoming fiscal year, with the exception of the Department of Education and CUNY, which have been ordered to cut 3%. This marks the third peg, what they call uh, the program to eliminate the gap under Mayor Adams, along with an additional vacancy reduction initiative last fall. So while previous pegs instructed agencies to find savings without layoffs or reducing services, meaning savings were largely found through eliminating vacant positions, this latest round of cuts doesn't explicitly prohibit cuts to service. So it does note that agencies should avoid meaningfully impacting services where possible. I recognize that this is going to be tough for a lot of agencies. And look, we may see some pain from this. And I'm not eager to see the uh, NYPD or the Department of Education or CUNY or the FDNY or the Department of Sanitation make cuts. But I have to tell you, the city budget is so large and we are in a bad fiscal state right now that I have to think you can find 4% somehow. I think it's a great starting point on budget negotiations from the mayor. Beam me up. To be continued. 
the other side of midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. I know that I haven't said much about the Trump indictment slash arraignment for the last three hours, and that's because you've heard everybody comment on it, and quite frankly, I'm not sure how much new content I have to add on that, but also because I believe that I am going to be filling in for Sid Rosenberg this morning from 6 until 7 a.m. I'll give you my take on the Trump arraignment, the Trump indictment, where we go from here, the legal implications, the political implications implications. And uh, we'll also talk a little bit about the Chicago mayor's race and a bunch of other things. So I know if you don't normally listen to the station at 6 a.m., please make a point to listen this morning. I will be taking your calls at uh, 800-848-WABC. Speaking of WABC, I cannot stop purchasing things, much to the chagrin of my wife, from the WABC online store, And yesterday, I wore, for the first time, the Frank Morano 77 WABC jersey. If you want to see it and see how good it looks, I think it's very stylish. It's got an American flag on the front, which I really like. You can go to WABCRadioStore.com and uh, just look for anything with the name Morano. I also posted a picture of me wearing it on my Instagram page. So you can go on Instagram to uh, Morano Vision. That's M-O-R. A-N-O Vision. Have a look. Let me know what you think. And if you do decide you want to purchase one, again, I don't get a commission on this, uh, but I would like to show our bosses that people are buying my merchandise so they keep me around a few more hours. But I do think that it's quite stylish. But if you do want to purchase something, you can use the discount code FRANK15 and you can save 15% off. That's FRANK15. Be sure to check it out. I think you're going to like it. It's pretty reasonably priced as well. Beam me up! To be continued. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia movement that inspires call 800-334 kia for details always drive safely sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only quantities are limited must take delivery by 7824